I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sandspans Radio. Toast for dinner. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, how good's footy? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Don't oh. even fucking get us started, Sean. Duh. How good's footy, Sean? Footy's all right. Footy's uh, optimistic with a bright future. Optimistic <laughs> with a bright future. Will, 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 will footy be better in two to three years? Footy will be better in two to three years, but we'll also pinch uh, a surprising amount of games this year. Oh, okay. So Dinner still... will also be better in two to three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did go to the supermarket today, and I was in the bread aisle, <laughs> and I thought, should I just fill my freezer up? And I went, no, Sean, no, because there were positive signs, they and things are looking good. They were. There's going to be a few roasts. I don't know about you, Dusha, but uh, I went out for dinner last night and had some lamb and some chicken and a bit, of, a bit of salad and some chippies. Uh, just stuffed my face with Greek food because uh, the boys are back in town. <laughs> it was it was a huge weekend, both on the AFL front and me eating dumb foods front. Uh, yeah, yeah. But in, a, in cel- a celebratory manner, I had a very big Friday and Saturday. I know, we know. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I, like a, I got a photo of your first beer at like midday. Yeah. And the footy was at 7.30 yep. that night. I got home at quarter to six. <laughs> I am. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I had a big Sunday. Tom, you had a big Sunday at the game with uh, with the old oh, man. Can I? I am physically tired today. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't drink. I didn't do any of that. My shoulders hurt. My legs hurt. My neck hurts. Just from the, just the tension. So- I, I I once was at the footy with Michaela, and she filmed me watching a passage of play, and I didn't know. And then at halftime, she's like, "I just want to watch. I want. Do you ever wonder why you're so sore after the footy?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." She's like, "Watch this," and she showed me like a 15 second clip of me watching the passage of play, where I'm like, I, "I'm my whole body is clenched." And I'm kind of like twitching and like <laughs> trying to pick up the ball and step where the guy's going. And and I can only imagine that I've, I'm doing that. Like, yeah, I was doing that yesterday. Ride every bump. I ride every bump. <laughs> and even when it's not your team, I imagine. I do it. I was, there were, there were times watching the Essendon Adelaide game 
where like I was sitting down and Mikhail was like, do you want to come back a bit? And I just like had like crept forward off the couch <laughs> until like just the barest part of my butt was sitting on the lip She'll of the couch. say that to you one day and you won't realise she's like 20 metres behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like squatting in front of the TV and I just haven't realised I'm no longer sitting on any surface. <laughs> Uh, but it was a huge week. We had 10 games. You count the um, yeah, AFL Women's Grand Finals yeah, yeah. as well. Um, massive. It's a round one too. So like, um, It's actually unique as well because it was uh, a weekend in which Brisbane lost two games. So <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have any of it. So you've had, you've had, you've had multiple serves of toast. Toasted sandwich. Uh, yeah, just toast Was it a toasted weekend. sandwich with, a, with just toast in it? Like no filling? Just <laughs> two bits of bread with another bit of bread in the middle, Sean? Just, just dry and just shit. And, uh, no, the, I mean- we, sh- we can talk about the women's game. Yep. Um, I watched pretty much all of it. Yeah. Fuck, they go in hard. Oh, my God. It was a good contested game. I just want to... So, watching that game, we're talking last week, who do, who do I follow? I have a new favorite player. Her name's Lamb. She plays for the Bulldogs. She's just a wrecking ball. The amount of times... Like, she got cleaned up multiple times. Just kind of... Just got back up. Just did it again. It. Yeah. <laughs> she, she would do that thing where she'd pick the ball up in, like, a pack and just kind of all of a sudden she'd be out the other side of the pack and, like, just players in her wake that she's like pushed her <laughs> way off like the amount of times that they would like clear a pack and like you know the the the, the acting captain like Ellie Blackburn had been there and uh, Emma Carney who's sort of the yep. other sort of high profile player no relation they get up and she just be <laughs> she just be underneath the pack I'm like no nah, you know what you're my kind of player yeah. I really fucking like that so something happened early in like at the start of the game, they were interviewing the coach of the Brisbane. So obviously yeah, Bulldogs won, Brisbane didn't. Yeah. Bulldogs won <laughs> by a goal. Was it six points in the end? Uh maybe seven or eight. They came from behind too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They did. Actually, I got on Twitter at half time because I'd watched the first half and thought Brisbane's going in pretty hard here. And they they had the upper hand, I thought. You went near and the I crow. thought, bloody hell, the Bulldogs are gonna need to pull something special. They came out and within like five minutes of the second half starting, bang, 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 kicked about two or three goals. All right. So just a quick update for I, it was a very low scoring game. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Twenty seven to twenty one were the final scores. Whew. There was no score in the second quarter. No, because it bucketed rain for the yeah. whole second quarter. Yeah. Um yeah, then Western Bulldogs came out and kicked two goals and a point in space of yeah, ten minutes of the third quarter. Just cut it open. Yeah. And then did the same thing in the last. Oh. Brisbane just couldn't nah. I do get the feeling if the game went on for much longer, Brisbane potentially could have got it back because they were in it. They The doggies had them down and then Brisbane sort of got back up. Yeah. Yeah, but then in that last few minutes, it was just all in the Bulldogs' forward half. They just couldn't get it forward. Um, Bulldogs, Bulldogs couldn't get past half back. I want to raise an issue. So this happened at the start of the game. Brisbane coach oh, Craig- Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Sean, have you got something that you're displeased with? I'm a bit displeased. Craig Stasevich. Was being coach of the women of the coach of the women's Lions Brisbane team. team. Yep, was being interviewed before the game, and he was asked. I think Daisy Pierce was interviewing him, and said, "Do you, are you going to talk at all about how you guys lost the grand final last year? Going to use that as motivation?" And he flat out, "No." He goes, "We thought about it, and we decided, no, we're not going to bring that up. We're not going to use that." And warning signs went off for me because, <laughs> and then the game played out the way it did, and they lost. And I'm just sort of look. Craig and I have different coaching philosophies. He's probably all about game plans and experience and all this sort of thing. And I'm more about inspirational speeches. <laughs> and I just think <laughs> if you've got that, you've got to, to use every bit of motivation that you have at your disposal. And I would have just said to the players at the start of the game, do you remember how it felt last year? Do you want to feel that way again? No, and go out there and win. Have that conversation, even at half time. Three quarter, you should have done it at three quarter time. For God's sake, just be like, 
We lost last year. Do you want to lose two grand finals in a From row? From a similar position. Weren't they leading in the Adelaide one yeah, as well? they lost last year by under a goal as well, I think. So, they've had that heartbreak two years in a row. You've got to use every bit of motivation you can when you're, like, when you're dealing in sports. Fucking use that. I was just I was staggered to hear that. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. <clears throat> What's the, it's the, the, the Paul Chapman speech after the 2008 Geelong grand final. Lose to Hawthorne. Paul Chapman, apparently, after the games, just turned to the boys and went, we're never going to lose to them again. Won 13 in a row against the Hawks. You've got to, I, I don't believe in just sweeping under the rug and pretending that it didn't happen. You've got to be like, no, we lost last year. We've got to go one better. Because what are you going to do? You're going to, they cannot do that again next season. They can't it's get to that like point. It's a very important scene in the Pixar film Inside Out. Web, a bit of sadness helps. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what, Dusha? You've basically aligned two things that speak to me on a very <laughs> personal level. Footy and Pixar movies? Footy and Inside Out. Yeah. Tom's welling up right now. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that actual that scene in Inside Out where they... they I've, I've Make told nostalgia you this with happy and sadness. Oh, oh, and that little noise she makes no, of like the relief sadness, after you cry. Oh, it's, I want to fire Craig Stasevich and... Uh, Appoint Amy Poehler and uh, the <laughs> actress who plays Sadness to yeah. coach the women's Brisbane team from here. It on. might have changed the result. We never know. Full credit to um, Brisbane though, because you know getting to the grand final two years in a row. I think, I think that's this is our third episode, and we've only just used the term full credit. Uh, full credit to the girls. Full credit to the boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're practically holding up um, Queensland football, to be honest, on their shoulders because the other two clubs aren't doing anything. No, no. Um, the match review panel. Yep. Uh, the findings came out Monday afternoon. Uh, Mason Cox has gone for one week. Have you guys seen these? Yeah, he, he should have gone. Yeah, I agree too. Um, his he's problem dumb. is that he's too tall. Yeah. Well, he, so we're, just he, to be clear, we're now back in AFL twenty eighteen. AFL, yeah, yeah. yes, yep, yep, season, yep. 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 The women's season is finished with the grand final. Up the dogs. Well done, <laughs> uh, Katie well Brennan. Katie Brennan did not play. Good. Uh, didn't tr- she got rubbed out? She, she got rubbed out. We talked about it last week. I think where she was going to appeal it. They appealed it a couple of times. And then she said, "Now nah, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna challenge it any further to get off playing, but I want to take it further so that they change the ruling for next season, which I think is fair. Um, uh, I, I'm just, not just sold because if she this. was playing in the men's comp, she wouldn't have been rubbed she out. No, 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 fine. she would have copped the fine. No, no, but I think you've got to be really clear on this because the like, what are you going to find these women players? Well, no, Some of them no, get no, paid no. five thousand so dollars for a season. In the men's comp, they get three fines before they get a suspension. Yeah." In the women's comp, they get one reprimand and then a suspension. Give them two reprimands, third strike, it's a no, but isn't, Haven't they designed the system like that because they'd make nowhere near as much money? And Correct. I know that in itself is an argument, but at the same time, it's like this is a, a competition that's two years in. Yes, but what have, I'm saying, though, is keep the reprimand suspension system without a fine. Yeah. Just give them more reprimands to marry up with the men's comp, which is you get two fines and then on the third one, you're automatically suspended. Yeah. Give them two reprimands and on the third one, you're automatically suspended. Well, that's probably a good fix. That's, that's probably what you do. And yeah. the season's longer next year too because there'll be three more teams in it. Did she? Did it not help her case so that she had prior? Like she got rubbed well, out earlier in the well, year that, or something? No, that's, that's why she got suspended because she had one reprimand already. And so you want to give her an extra one? Give her an extra yeah. reprimand. Yeah, that's probably yeah. good. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Bulldogs, Bulldogs win grand finals a- without their captain. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if she'll go on next season to make the most cooked like calls of all time and also claim that Melbourne are going to win the flag or something. Like Bob Murphy. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's- just team up with Kane Corns and just start like <laughs> dropping absolute absurd <laughs> nonsense. Uh- <laughs> okay, so- tip is, uh, yeah, GWS <laughs> yeah. for fucking bottom three. That's It's not a real tip, but that sounds like something they would say. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said last <laughs> week. So-, so back to round one of the men's league and we've got the match review panel stuff. So Mason Cox gone. He's too tall 
to probably be hip and shouldering people. But it wasn't really he, – he put his elbow out for the jaw. and Basically, he needs to run around with his arms <laughs> tied in. Put him out for a tackle, mate. He had the opportunity to actually lay a tackle and yeah. went for a bump, but it was dumb. Speaking of should have laid a tackle and went for a dumb bump, Douglas from Adelaide. I, my issue I think with you, this – you mispronounced the name, Sean. It's actually Dickless. Because <laughs> he's a dickless wonder for knocking out a bloke. Um, no, they had an altercation earlier in the game, didn't they? Yeah, which makes this worse because that's what the Merritt didn't start that altercation either. Because yeah. it would look a bit different, I guess, if Merritt like got in this, got in Douglas's face, and then Douglas went for a rough-ish hip and shoulder. But yeah, he he had Merritt by like he was holding his jumper about five minutes prior to this event happening. Yeah, uh, he's he's there. He he's look. Douglas has that role on the team where he's there to get under yeah opponent skins. He was put sent to Merritt to try to rattle him, and when that didn't work. He can cost psychological level, he tried to do it physically, uh, and he did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's there's an element of like it being premeditated. I think he knew exactly who that player was, and he went, "I'm going to hurt him because I'm because he's angry at him." I think that's what he's done. Well, the the other more concerning part is that Merritt had been knocked out in one of the preseason games, I believe. So that's that adds an extra sort of element of. So he was concussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he play any further part in the game? No. How the f- sorry? How is this one week? He's challenge- Douglas is challenging that one week as well. He wants yeah. to play. Get he should be gone for three or four weeks. Well, he's gone the- past the ball, chosen not to tackle, and concussed him. Hit him in the head. Well, they've gone. If they give a fuck about concussions, fuck him off. Oh, that's bullshit. The footage is weird in the sense that it's fairly innocuous. It's hard bump. to tell if you hit him in the head or the shoulder, mm. and then if and then if the force of it. Because well, he has to collect him in the head at some point. Because otherwise, how is he unconscious? Because he actually he's he's gone when he hits the ground. Yeah, he's he's definitely on the ground for a bit. Yeah, and then when he's off talking to Bruce Reed, being like, "No, I'm fine to come back on." He has no idea where he is. He's like, "No, no, guys, I'm fine to come back on and play for the Mighty Ducks. We're gonna win." <laughs> <laughs> did he when he when he went down? Did his head hit the ground? Yeah, yeah. But he so looked, they arguing. Oh, maybe he got. I think it was also that. like the fact that it could have been. He hip and shouldered him, and Merritt's head hit his shot. Like, as in, like, it wasn't the initial contact. No, no, no. Well, it was, yeah. it was, it, what they're arguing is it was incidental, which means I think it gets dropped to either a fine or they throw it out completely if it's incidental. But like the Viney one, where it was, it was incidental contact because he was actually trying to brace himself for the shoulder contact. Yeah. However, Douglas is, uh, he, he, he chooses to bump one. He gets him high. Two, and the guy didn't play, take any further part in the game. Those three things means you're out. Yeah. What's You're the early straight call? Away. What's the early call on Merritt for next week? Is he? Are they going to like have to rest him? It'll or, be interesting. To that see. should be a factor too. I can't believe Douglas has only got one week for this. Again, it's because it's I think medium impact, uh, high medium. contact. Yeah. What constitutes high impact then? Uh, you have to be running ten kilometers well, faster. No, no. So what happened was Merritt got up and walked off the ground under his own steam. He was still concussed, uh, but he was able to walk yeah. out. He was he was conscious for the rest of the game. If it had been like a bang, you're out. You stretch it off. That's. You know, if it had been a Tom Bug on Cam Mills, yeah. Callum Mills, that's, mm. that's yeah, probably more. Also, Brisbane's Mitch Robinson got done for Didn't striking. The video of it's grainy far away. And, yeah, it's grainy. Um, it's from the 1950s and it's shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, he, he got a week. I don't think they're challenging, so he'll cop that. And that's a big loss for Brisbane because he's an important player. I think you've, you could cover him a bit. Daniel Rich is gone too. Yeah, ankle? Ankle, they look thinking maybe six weeks. And that's huge because as much as we have a go at Daniel Rich sometimes, he is one of the most important players on that team. Man. He's elite, Tom. He's bloody elite. For his position. Yeah. I mean, Dan Menzel's also elite. Well, we'll talk a bit about Menzel later, but I thought he had a good game. Yeah, me too. 
There's still some things to discuss about him, though, I think, particularly tackling. But we can we'll, get, get we'll get to that when we get to Geelong. We can dive in on the games. We'll start with Thursday night, Tigers versus Carlton. Boy, oh boy, Carlton out of the blocks. Uh, can I just say, just uh, usually the opening of round, like I was excited for footy. I, I, I don't know if people know that listening to the last couple of episodes, yeah, yeah. but I've been a bit excited for the start of footy. To quote you in last week's episode, <clears throat> this is the most excited I have ever been for the start of an AFL season. Ever <laughs> okay? Yeah, no, cool, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, that wasn't hyperbole either. Like yeah. I am. No, we we warned uh, you about it. Yeah, you good. Made, you made it clear that I, it was not hyperbole. In fact, I started ripping my clothes off and crying. Like <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm just so ready. Um, normally this game I hate because Richmond come out and destroy Carlton because Carlton the shit. Or back in the day when Carlton were a little bit better, Richmond was shit. So it was kind of like, why are these two teams well, opening the yeah. round? Yep. And then this Thursday we got probably one of. One of the best games of the round. Like, it was definitely yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, it just, like, the score, if you were to look up the scores for it, it looks like it was a little one side in the end, but it was just like Richmond Blue Carlton away. Uh, yeah, Richmond won. Yeah. <laughs> By 26 <laughs> points. <laughs> um, but yeah, Richmond came out in the last quarter. Who would have picked that? Hey, Tom, how did you? How much did you tip Richmond? Fuck to you. <laughs> That's how many. <laughs> also, I can say, fucking call that. I said, you watch Carlton kick the first three or four goals. Did you? And every fucking asshole in the MCG clench as the Richmond fans go, wait, what the fuck? We, I thought we were good. I thought we didn't do this shit anymore. <laughs> well, you do, but only for three quarters. <laughs> you did. In fact, you called yourself the prophet uh, in our <laughs> private conversation, but I'm hoping to yeah. keep that going. The prophet, Tom Reed. Do you know what? Can I just say? I like only how, until he fucks I like, up the next. <laughs> I like how I said that to you like in private. Oh, I'm a fucking prophet being a hero. And then, bam, all of a sudden on our Twitter page. Nothing sacred. No, it's really not. I'm, I'm filtering myself to you guys from now on. <laughs> Boys, when the Blues got out by five goals... Did any of us really think they were still going to win the game? No. No. Oh, it was part of it. I'm an optimist. Uh, so, and we'll, I'll, we'll get to more about that later, but there was a part of me that was like, you know what? Belief gets you a lot a long way. Yeah. Look at the Bulldogs. Look at Richmond. Like, if you think that you're going to win a game, that, that, that's like 70% of it. Was there a part of you that thought, Richmond are going to just implode, and then the fans are going to just fucking cry. And I great theatre. There was there was part of me was watching some of the Richmond people uh, going, "Oh yes, oh we're back, footy's back." Richmond are imploding, and their fans are jumping off the bandwagon yeah. so fast. It didn't happen, hmm. but I mean, Carlton fans should be happy. Like that gives them something to look forward to. Yeah, you know, they played in front of a record. Round one crowd as well. Actually, it was about 90,000, wasn't Jesus. it? Jesus. Bloody ridiculous. Um, Ed Kerno. Charlie. Goals. Sorry, Charlie. His brother Ed also Ed plays for the brother, team. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, he's going to be a gun. He already is. Was he in Robbo's top 50? Uh, no, nah, probably didn't make it. Although, he'll be, can I, can he'll I be I say, number eight next year. Can I say, <laughs> I want to take back after watching Patrick Cripps play against Richmond. I'm like, oh, no, he's not that good. You know, I forgot. He's very fucking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was leading the charge on, he's at number 15. Get fucked. Um, based on what we saw the other night, it's probably in the top 30. Yeah, easy. He just had so many injuries. With He had yeah. a broken leg and an ankle or foot problem. So, yeah, he's going to be good. He is good. Well, he's going to get better. <laughs> but he was- he What was, is he, like 21? Oh, if that. Yeah, fuck. They've got a player there. Speaking probably. of Robbo's top 50 and- uh, Wait, is this too early for a segue into the next game that I'm very excited to talk about? We'll get to that next game in a minute. Oh, obviously, oh, we'll talk about wait, Joey wait. Danaher. I just want to know if you guys think the injuries cost Carlton a win because they had, uh, I think at one point, they were down to one man on the bench. Losing Cruiser probably cost them. 
and it was that critical moment where Richmond sort of got on top. And outside of that, I mean, what, did, what was it, 26 points in the mm-hmm. end? Yeah. Not huge. Richmond really battled for the win and got away pretty late. Cruiser was killing Nankervis in the ruck just because he was so mobile. And then as soon as he had that injury, he wasn't as mobile and they didn't, they didn't have him for about a whole quarter. Yeah. And that's where Richmond came back into it. It's the most attacking I've seen Carlton for ages. It's good. But you have to wonder if they're going to be able to if they're going to have the nerve to stick that every week, because I think the inside 50s for Richmond was something like 70, and you just can't fucking have that. You're not going to win games if you concede 70 inside 50. No. So Ma- I, I Malcolm White's attacking style of coaching was just like attack at all costs, do nothing else but attack, and yeah. they, they, you know, but he won a premiership with Adelaide. Okay, so the final scores were 121 to Richmond to 95. Carlton, but it was 17-19 players, 15-5. Okay. <laughs> well, well, that's the inside 50s. They had so many entries and so many scoring shots, and Carlton were just super efficient. So I think, yeah, if Carlton keep going all out attack, they'll come up against a side who has more forward 50 efficiency than Richmond did on the night, yeah. and I'll get probably blown off the park. So yeah. they're going to need to, like, Weedering struggling a little bit, and they probably need to get their defensive stuff back. I mean, they are missing one, like, a key defender in Doherty. Like, that's a big out He's huge. Losing him, like we talked about this in a previous episode, uh, he and Gibbs going is massive. So, they were more competitive than I thought they would be on the weekend. I I think Carlton fans don't have to stress as much as we probably thought they did. Yeah. Richmond fans, still still not buying it. (laughs) Well, then we had the Friday night game, the Joey Danaher show, which Dusha was at. Mate, how was it? Etihad Stadium almost took off. (laughs) It was fucked. I've not been ha- so happy, like, because we came out, we did okay straight off the bat, which is sometimes an essence struggle of, uh, we either get done in the first, like, 10 minutes, or, like, we come out really strong and then just fade. Mm. And it was, like, a pretty even competition straight off the bat. Yep. Second quarter was all accident, made no impact on the scoreboard. You guys could not hit the, s- the side of a barn. <laughs> we were kicking like shit, Tom. Oh. Like, if, if I had of, Stood a meter away with a big sheet of corrugated iron and just been like, hit this. They wouldn't have. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, frustrating, some might say. Uh, third quarter, Adelaide started to kick away from Essendon, and we went into the third quarter time break. And I just want to double check this, but I'm pretty sure Adelaide were 20 points up. They were 20 yeah. points up, and 20 points, Adelaide. Like, that's a big. That's pretty big. That's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. Uh, the team finished second on the ladder, 20 points up going into the three-quarter time. No, no, no. They finished first. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. They lost the grand final, but they finished the home away season yeah, on top. Yeah. It was stressful, but then <laughs> my boys turned it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. And as you pointed out, mentioned Joe Danaher. He didn't actually do a lot this game. He kicked yeah. two goals, one, but he also kicked three out on the four. Oh, yeah. He didn't he, really warrant his number eight. In the no, he, he, uh, he struggled didn't. to make the top 50, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. But the two players in the Essendon Football Club that everyone in the AFL hates played so well and <laughs> made me so happy. Uh, it was, like, I want to say it was good to see, but it wasn't because I wanted to, like, <laughs> punch Kyle Hooker a bit. Also, can I say, I, pro- I did a bit of a, pro- a reverse profit for you that night. Yeah. I said, uh, guess who we're playing next week? Josh Green. And then kicked two goals in a row and put them right back <laughs> into the game. Yeah, Joshy Green, little uh, little TC kicked two in the last quarter. So. <laughs> but I was like, he just looks super unfit. And then he has these bursts of speed. And they're like, how? He's, this he looks issue- like a chicken nugget. So this was an issue with him at Brisbane because it was always, 
they wanted more versatility and they wanted to push him up. Josh Green, for um, listeners, is a small forward. He's a speedy small forward, but he's not really super fit. We wanted to push him into the midfield, but he just never got fit and he just couldn't. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is with him. And it's the same at Essendon. You'll get bursts out of him, Dusha. He'll kick two goals when you need it, and that's, you know, he'll get fired up like the little ranger that he is. <laughs> he was, he did nothing until yeah. he was on, yeah, because he kicked two goals in the last quarter, but he kicked. I think he missed a real easy one, and uh, it was it was more the fact that any time he had to chase and tackle someone, he just like didn't. <laughs> and if he got fit, he could actually be so effective. So I've got his stats in front of me. He laid two tackles, <laughs> and I think one of them he just tripped over and like caught a guy. Like it just, yeah. Actually, someone that's uh, it's kind of gone under the radar, but kicked an important goal early on and was good in the rock. <laughs> Bald Bell Chambers. He shaved yeah, yeah. his head. He's got so much more aero. He's super aerodynamic. I was watching that game and I was like, who the fuck is that bald bloke? <laughs> Looked it up and I was like, Tommy Bell Chambers has shaved his head. It's Tommy Bellin. Oh, he looks like a And his bit goal of a- was huge too. He like put it in from 60. Yeah. <laughs> this fucker was good. I, yeah. Dude, how'd you rate the, the guys on debut for your club? Oh, okay. So I'm glad we've mentioned this because I yeah. almost forgot to talk about it, but- Jake Stringer spent the entire game trying to kick the most heroic goal <laughs> of all time. Yeah. It was like he knew that if he just like nailed one of these ridiculous attempts that everyone would just forget. Yeah. He did nothing all game. He loves the look away handball, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves the look away handball. He also at one point broke through the pack uh, about 60, 60 meters out, tried to shake off three blokes. Didn't. <laughs> but I could tell he was trying to just power through and kick a goal. But then he did it later on. When he got a free kick and he played on and he ran and he missed. And they were like, oh, no, no, come back, take your free kick. And he was really annoyed because he's like, no, nah, even though I missed, I did something fucking awesome. <laughs> See, but I thought he was really important in that last quarter when you guys were coming back in that he didn't kick a goal, but he was just everywhere. He was so there, yeah. All of the Essendon defenders went to him and guys like Begley and Stewart and good old Kale Hooker <laughs> just didn't have anyone on them. Just on guys playing first game for the new club, Gibbs was huge. He was Gibbs actually. Was he was probably Adelaide's best player in a, in a side that, Sloan did okay. Um, I know Sloan was actually pretty enormous as well, but like with no missing one of the Crouch brothers and the other Crouch brother was just didn't seem to have the impact he normally does. Gibbs, when when Essendon were doing that thing where they looked like they were comfortable, he kicked those two goals in a, like back to back in that well, Gibbs, third quarter. Yeah. Gibbs kicked two goals, one, and had thirty five touches. Yeah, that's huge. That's massive. Yeah. He's that's Brownlow. That, that, I watched that and I'm like, if you're playing in that grand final again, if you he was playing in that grand final this, last year, maybe they win. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's one bloke. I agree. I'm on board with that. We got a message in from Sam Loy uh-huh. from uh, the Human Ordinary podcast and also the producer of Movie Maintenance and a big Essendon fan. Uh, he said, since being at Adelaide, Eddie Betts has averaged just under four goals a game against Essendon, and then enter Saad, who's a new player, kept him goalless. And McGrath did the same, I think, last year as well, kept Eddie Betts goalless. So he wants to know, does Essendon have the best unheralded defensive six in the competition? Um, no. I don't Also, think so I just either. want to double no. check. Eddie Betts, was he playing on Friday? Because I didn't see him. <laughs> oh, oh, you are so fucking proud of yourself for saying that too. Your little face just lit up. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was also super good because like, I love Eddie Betts, but I hate him against Essendon. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like... But yeah, he had a You love to from- watch him until you have to watch him play your team. Yeah. He had a shot from Eddie's pocket and fucking missed. And it was <laughs> oh, it was so good. Saad run him down too. Yeah. A couple of times. We, I think we've said it before. Saad's the most important of those pickups. Yeah. I think. And he, because he's, he's also huge. one that flies under the radar. Like yeah. you're not like, oh yeah, Saad, watch out for him. Well, I looked at the stat sheet after the game to see how the new boys went. I went, oh, Saad had twelve touches. But his influence on the game was like big enough that you could also you could almost make a case for like a Brownlow vote. 
Well, here's the thing, right? He kept so there's a game that he'll be, he'll be a bit good luck getting va- votes over Gibbs, Heppel, and Zaharakis, who all yeah, true. Zaharakis, I think three votes. I think Heppel will get the three, but Zaharakis, Zaharakis just kept going. Yeah, he was our most important player in the third quarter, and even though even the fourth quarter, when you look cooked, he just was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm I'm still here, guys. I'm still I going." I love him. I've loved him for like ten years at this point. Yeah, uh, since Anzac Day 2009. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just type watch in that game. Anzac Day 2009. Actually, that's a probably. If you're new to footy, first of all, congratulations for getting this deep into an episode. Episode three. Yeah. Second of all, that's a good game to watch because it's got the just tradition. Yeah. The tradition behind it. Close it game. Raining. It was close. Raining. Oh. That was his first game too. Yep. Was it really? That yep. was his first game. <laughs> Kicked yes. the match winner from 50 in the wet on the run. Is he vice captain? Oh, I think he he'd be in the be. leadership group. Wouldn't he's in the leadership he group, definitely yeah. Be. But yeah, also so he was like he got bombed when he took that kick as well. So he's like diagonal in the air. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, well done, Dusha. Well done. It was, it was so good. It was just so good. James Stewart as well. Um, yeah, he's good. Important he's, early on. Handsome also. Hey, good looking rooster. Yeah, he looks a bit <laughs> like uh, Ken from Mad Men. Okay, a little bit. L- right. n- very little. <laughs> I saw him on the big screen, mate. It's- <laughs> okay. Congrats yeah. on the win, though. Yeah. Um, the next game didn't go so well. Do you well. want to talk about the next game, Sean? St. Kilda versus Brisbane Lions at Eddie Head Stadium. Now, before you launch into this, Sean, sure. you're a snake oil merchant. Mm. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> no, I take no responsibility for you backing my team in the tips. Oh, Sean. Now, if, Sean. I, sell- if I sold you a bit of hope. Yeah, you did. I don't apologize. Do you know what it was? It was false hope. It wasn't false hope. If I'm the prophet, you're the false prophet. Did you watch the game? I wasn't did. False hope. Unless oh. you like kicking efficiency. Uh, I do like kicking efficiency. You fucked that up. You did. Yep. Uh, I got. I am amazed that after one season coaching, Chris Fagan is still alive. Because sometimes Brisbane are the singularly most frustrating team to watch. Yeah. There were so many times where your defense would just do something fucking dumb as shit, and Luke Hodge would just look around like. Guys, what what the fuck was was that? Yeah, and Witherden's like, I'll have another crack. Oh, I kicked it straight to Jack Stephen again. So, <laughs> I I genuinely believe Brisbane let this one slip. You were you were because up in, in the third up to quarter. It. They came back. They got in front. They were in control. Even in the second quarter, they kicked about five behinds and like they missed a lot of shots on goal. They were in control, and then they just faded and like. It's probably like five or six really key skill errors in moments of the game cost them. Now look at the turnovers. St Kilda kicked, I think, twelve or thirteen goals possibly from turnovers. So, you know that that's where the game sort of turned. And Brisbane will go try and tighten that up next week. But fuck, I don't know. There was some strong debuts from some players. Um, Hodgie had twenty five touches on the back line. He's already sort of delivering for us. If he can do that every week, fucking hell, it's going to be good. Charlie Cameron kicked three goals. Charlie Cameron, I think, like, Hodge is an important pickup, but so is Cameron. He made yeah. that forward line look so dangerous. He's quick. Anytime the ball went near him. And also, he's very good overhead. Yeah. He can actually, like, he, he can play, he, he takes a tall defender because he's a big mark, but then if the ball hits the deck. He kills you for speed. He kills you for speed. Brisbane's getting a, a very quick team together. You got him, you got Louis Taylor, you got Zorko, then you got Jared Berry, the new guy in there. Yep. Cam Rainer's quick and Ka- he's strong. Cam Rainer ha- kicked a ripper for his oh, first goal. Awesome. He's going to be a gun. Hugh McCluggage in the middle. Brisbane's got a really good team. It is that typical thing, though, where it's like another two or three years. But they will. Hugh McCluggage is a bit. Um, he's not had the immediate impact I think many people thought he would. I think he'll have a big year, though. He's he had a good he pre-season. made a few yeah. big mistakes that 
I think, resulted in goals. He'll be better for the run. I'll tell you one guy. You want a big call? <laughs> yes, absolutely. On this show, this is <laughs> this is a player who plays for Brisbane who I <clears throat> think has shouldn't play another AFL game. Whoa, fuck. Shouldn't play another AFL the game. The battle axe has come down. Tom Bell. Oh, I was about to say, is it Tom Bell? Tom Bell. I I admire the hard work. Doesn't have the skill. And I, I'm sick of the excuse being, oh, no, but he's a bull. He goes at the contest. So does Reese Matheson, and you're not playing him. And he's younger, and he's going to be better, and he's going to be at the club longer. He when this goal, club had uh, 16 touches. Tommy Bell? Yeah. What was his disposal efficiency? 64%. That's nah, not good enough. 62%. Nah, it's, it's a little bit better than I thought it was, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just makes fucking dumb errors sometimes. Nine of those possessions were contested as well. No, I still don't. I I don't write. I don't think in two to three years' time he's not going to have a spot in the team. Tommy Bell, time to retire, mate. Yeah, just quit hang now. Up the boot. Just hang him up. You've heard it here first on how good's footy. Hang him just, up, son. Just get back in the reserves. I want to talk about Eric Hipwood quickly. Yep. Um, I probably made a call that he was going to be like the big thing this season. I do want to rein that in a little bit. He'll be pretty good this season. He'll be okay. He'll have moments of brilliance where you go, oh, he's a bit of a young buddy, Franklin. But I think he's. Pro- I think his output's probably going to be similar to last year. He's going to kick thirty to forty goals. Kick thirty last year. He'll get, he'll he'll get more again. attention. I think it's just that they like Shacky being a TC and leaving kind of just opens Hipwood up a bit more, and he's going to get the best guy every week, and it's just going to be tough because they don't have a system in place yet where they have some like Josh Walker might be there one week, Dan McStay will be there. They don't have. Uh, they just don't have that. The top like they don't have the big dog to help Hipwood. Because he's it's too young in his career for him to be sort of having to shoulder all of that. And he's going to yeah, have to. Yeah. And he's just going to take him a little bit longer, I think, to develop. So, he's not quite there yet. I've got huge question marks on St. Kilda. Because I think if they were playing yeah, so nearly any other team, I don't want to undersell Brisbane because I think they've made some strides over the preseason. Yeah. And they're going to pinch some big wins, I think. They're going to um, have surprise some surprise a few teams. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so frightened of the Essendon-Brisbane game because I can already see it potentially happening again. Well, the Geelong-Brisbane game is in Geelong, so I'm less frightened. I think teams coming up to the Gabba are going to have, like, it's it's not going to be an easy win anymore. In the past, teams have been like, we've got this, but it's they're going to have to be really switched on or Brisbane will win. St. Kilda, if they were playing most other teams this weekend, well, Brisbane would have a scare. Like, yeah, definitely. Like St. Kilda again, it was similar to the Friday, uh, Thursday night game where St. Kilda only really got away at the, in the last quarter. It was at the 20 minute mark where they were like, oh, Saints are going to win now. Yeah, so that's, yeah. That's a positive for Brisbane. They're not going to accept that though. They're going to be like, no, we're here to win. We don't want to just like make up the numbers. Billings and Steven stepped up for them, which is good for them. But I still, yeah, there's still, there's still some kind of like, if they were playing a, a GWS or a Sydney who would have punished them harder yes. and more. Savagely for those misses, they would have possibly been looking at a fifty-point hiding. Yeah, I I agree. I they're not going to play finals for me this year, and I, I don't know. I don't know what that means for Alan Richardson because I think that people. Mate, are I, I think he's going to be fine. You've got to be patient. But they've been quite patient. Yeah, but Saints that- were at the point where in their development, in their plan, they would have snuck into the lower ends of the finals last year. They didn't. No, I they think they want to play I finals this year. He, and it doesn't happen. Richardson even came out and said after the year where they just missed out and then they had the year last year. In 2016, he came out and said, a lot of people will think we'll make finals next year and I don't think we will. Interesting. We're still developing. Mm. And he's 100% right. There are there are guys on that list who are ready almost to rip a game apart. Yeah. But- They're I, one of the only teams who are going big forward line. I wouldn't say that. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, they've got three bigs in there. A the Giants, Port the Adelaide, Giants, uh, Geelong. Now, who have Geelong got? Well, we played Asava and Hawkins in the same line. He's, a, he's pretty mobile, though, for a big guy. Both of them are, actually. Hawkins isn't. So you're saying Hawkins is mobile? Well, I'll talk about this when we get to that game. Fuck me. That guy can't wheel around. No, no, but... No, he but, can. He's, he's a bit fitter this season, actually. He's, he's yeah. a lot fitter. But Jeremy Cameron, Patton, and Rory Giants Lobb. can get away with it, I think. Saints, it, it's not clicking Port Adelaide, yet. pretty big. Dixon. These are better teams. I think the Saints are still on that sort of uh, middle to lower sort of level where it's not clicking yet. and it's uh, Jury's still out because they play North Melbourne next week, so they're not going to know anything about the Saints for a couple of weeks. <laughs> no. St. Kilda's um, average player length, like per game, like... Sorry. Let's average play length. Oh, about two meters. <laughs> oh, a bit less. Um, sorry. Uh, the average amount of games each player on the St. Kilda team has played is 53. We'll- okay. Yeah, they need to get to that 80 hundred mark. They're further back than I thought, then. Yeah. Um, so they've got, they've got five players that have played between 150 and 199 games, though. Yeah. Uh, with. 26 of their players playing between 0 and 49. I see. They need they need at least half of that 26 to be in that 50 to 100 category. You yeah. watch the Saints recruit pretty heavily, perhaps, at the end well, of the they, year. Well, they tried. They threw a lot of money at Fife, threw a lot of money at Dusty. They need to have a good year to be a sort of destination club again. Throwing money at Dusty last season was a dumb fuck decision by everyone. Because he was never going to happen. No, because he was like, I'm happy with Richmond. I don't. I want to say yes. And his manager's like, don't say yes, Dusty. You get more money. He's like, no, what do no, I do no. with more money? He's like, think of all the tattoos. No, no, yeah, Dusty, all right. no that's not. Dusty was nearly gone. Where was he? Uh, who who made the biggest offer? North. I, I, this, at the time, 
he was all like, that's why he went to New Zealand to talk with his dad. And then Richmond upped their offer again. And that's when he was like, okay, I'll stay at Richmond. As if he had half a foot out the door. As if his dad, being the bikey gang bloke that he is, go, mate, you do not turn on your colours. <laughs> like, <laughs> do uh, you know I, what Sean Carney will call you? Yeah. For money, though. <laughs> for money. Bikies. Yeah. Have you not watched like any bikey doco or movie ever? You don't, you don't do that. Mate, that's like. Mate, I'm in a bikey gang. Look at my Ravenclaw jumper. <laughs> That's not a joke for the podcast. You are actually wearing a Ravenclaw jumper. True, I am. It's nice too. I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, Thanks. It's pretty yeah. good. Except it's, you're in the wrong house. You fucking know it all. Port versus Frio. Port look good. Yeah, Frio recruits, recruits up and running. Going to be a long fucking year for them. Jack Watts played all right. Motlop did some nice things. Rockliffe did nothing, so I was happy about that. Motlop had two highlights that, like. I'm not a kind of guy like Sean who uh, likes to call players who leave a certain name. Um, we probably need to get that out there because we've referenced it a lot. Uh, what do you what do you what do you call him? Oh, traitorous cunts. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Just to be clear, just to yeah, be clear. yeah. Because we've, we've thrown around TC a bit, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Uh, and I didn't begrudge Motlop leaving. I was like, no, look, you, I get it. It's fine. I would have loved him to stay because a lot of people are a bit hard on him. But I always thought that Motlop, yes, he can be inconsistent, but when he's playing well, there is not another player. Like him, that can do something like he can. He can yeah. turn a game if he's on fire. He can turn a game on its head. That game against Richmond that we won, he kicked that goal that like they'd been bomb- bombing it in, and we just well sheer weight of numbers they were going to kick a goal eventually. We took it down the end of the ground, and Motlop kicked some ridiculous goal out of his ass, and that was it. That was the difference. He's the kind of player that will win you a premiership. He is the kind of player that win win them a premiership, and he kicked two outstanding goals where he just like picked the ball up and just took off and just burnt like he, he didn't even have that much much of a like lead on the guys that he burnt off either like sounds a lot like Kale Hooker this weekend <laughs> well like he burnt he burnt like a whole bunch of people like his teammate his my favorite, bucky, my favorite his... thing was BT just going Hooker Hooker <laughs> see I didn't get to experience that because oh, no, I was there see, at the game can I say you were at the game you missed the greatest commentating we're going back but the greatest moment yeah. in commentary for 2017 uh, 2018 has already happened mm. and it was Brian Taylor trying to talk about what esports is and not knowing what the fuck esports <laughs> is, and talking about the guys who play esports for the Essendon esports team, not wanting to make fun of them for being nerds, trying to talk around that fact, the rest of the commentary team realizing he was struggling and baiting him into just calling them big nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, oh, it was beautiful. Vintage BT. He's like, oh, look, there's this bloke and this fella, and he's just reading off a sheet. He's like, you know, they're all. Uh, all great at what they do, and oh, there's big so and so, and he's like, oh, they're they're all unique in their own different way, and you just see Cameron and go, what do you what do you mean by that? Oh, you know, with in the gadgets, they're all in the gadgets, <laughs> in there with their gadgets, eh? And they're like, what do you mean, BT? They're in the gadgets. I don't understand. He's like, oh, you know, there's a couple of big nerds in there. <laughs> it's just, it has been my. It's I don't think I think if Geelong won a premiership. BT's that would still possibly be my favourite moment of the season. <laughs> anyway, back to back to Port versus well, Frio. Really which Port, though, Port won by oh, about ten goals, fifty points yeah. exactly. Um, Paddy Ryder's gone down. I think Achilles, Achilles big loss. Could be out for like a month and a bit. Uh, possibly he's had that before, hasn't he? And here's the issue that Port have now: they don't have the ruck depth they used to have. They traded Loby to Carlton. Yeah, they traded Tringrove to, to the dogs. Bulldogs. They've got three sort of up and coming ruckmen that they may try out. And hey, they may, you know, surprise everyone. Otherwise, it's Westhoff and Dixon pinch hitting. And Dixon's too important in their forward line to be using him in no, the ruck they'll too use often. That other, they'll use the, the rookie guy. I can't 
Think of his name now, uh, Dougal something. I yeah, no, nah, Dougal. He plays defence. It's I'm gonna have to swing him into swing the him? ruck. I think. Yeah, uh, him and Westoff will have to do it. It's not ideal. I'm not sure what their draw is in the first sort of four to six weeks. If they can kind of get through that, and then Ryder comes back, then they should. If, be they, all if right. they can win a couple of games without him, and then he gets back in, they're still. It's round one. Well, after 20- Ryder, Ryder got injured, uh, Free absolutely murdered them in hitouts. Well, Sandilands was always going to do that at one yeah. point, though. Didn't matter though because he was hitting it to no one because uh, they got <laughs> smashed. I think Ryder's their most important player. He won their best and fairest last year. Yeah, Which, all Australian. He's the best ruckman in the AFL, arguably. He uh, performed a citizen's arrest where he, some guys tried to burgle his house and he chased them to the house next door, arrested them, and brought them back to his house so the cops could. I bet he didn't stretch after that. That's probably what's done him in. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Got to do a warm down. Got to do a warm down. <laughs> didn't do a warm up either. He oh, just yeah. he cooked didn't go to the beach the next day. <laughs> nah. Uh, Frio, for me, look like a bottom four team this year. Bottom two. They I, Optimistically, they've come into the season thinking, if Fife's back, we might have a crack at finals. And you look at the team they named this week, very experienced. Like You've got guys like Michael Johnson and Pierce and that sort of thing. I can get rid of them. What are they doing? They need to... Frio, and this is Ross Lyon thing, aren't committing to a rebuild. They don't even want to call it a rebuild. They're just trying to do this thing on the run, which a, a team like Sydney do, and yeah. do it beautifully. Yeah. And Freo would just shit at it, and they need because, to embrace because it. Because Sydney work out they need to do it about two years before they start doing it. Fun fact for you, Sydney have blooded the most new players in the last two years, mm. a similar amount to the likes of Brisbane and Carlton, which is staggering. They're two teams at the bottom, and Sydney's been around the top. Like, think about that. We've, uh, we've done similar. We, had, yeah. we, we blooded the, the same amount teams of find Sydney. a way to do it. Freo and Ross Lyon. Essendon were pretty good at it. I mean, we were forced to have an entire year of new players. Yeah. yeah that uh, was- due to a drug scandal. Yeah. I like how you're like, oh, I just don't like talking about it. You brought it up twice. I'm just trying to bring it up as much as possible so that I can own it so no one can make fun of me for it. Oh, I'm that's the best way to deal with it. Yeah. No, no, it is. It's it, like I do it used to do all the time in like high school. I just like before anyone could like bully me, I'd bully myself and then they'd yeah. be confused and leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a dark little window into my uh, teenage years. And now you're called Handsome Tom, so I guess uh, cop that bullies. Yeah, fuck you bullies. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a podcast and I call myself <laughs> Handsome Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I do Was I s- one of your high school bullies? Uh, <laughs> look, yes. Um, I also get ahead of the bullying in the podcast game. Uh, someone was like, oh, yeah, podcasting, touring. That must be pretty wild. I was like, what do you think a podcast is? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of dickheads, usually white, just talking about nothing. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, do you think Fife should have left Freo? Yes. Yeah. Depends if he wants to play finals. Apparently he doesn't then. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look a long way off. But here's the thing, right? Just because he's resigned doesn't mean he's going to leave. Well, that's a good point because, I mean, in the past we wouldn't have said that, but now. No. If someone went to, if someone went to like, Freo, hey, here's, all right, first round pick plus a key defender with sort of 50 games under their belt, they would take that in a heartbeat. I don't think they would. You don't think they would? For five under contract, no. They'd want, like, two top 10 picks and a player. That's what I mean. So, like, Stephen May plus... Cause oh, goal, goal, that's big. Stephen May, pick one and pick five. Well, you said a backman with about 50 games, not, like, a club captain with over 100 games who's okay. one of the best in the AFL. All right. But they'd do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then Stephen May wouldn't... Stephen May's not going to leave the shitty Gold Coast Suns and, to go and, play and, for free. And no. Fife's not leaving the shitty Freo Suns. No, no, it'd be someone like Hawthorne. Fife would have to go, oh, yeah, see a Hawthorne. But they don't have the chips to get a deal done. But I just... I- oh, they might. You imagine fucking Clarko got Lewis and Mitchell to Melbourne and West Coast. That's true. He could be like, hey, you guys want Rioli? 
<laughs> Even that's like it has to be, and, and, and it's a Chris Judd style deal for yeah, Fife, yeah. which was huge at the time. I think it was like draft pick three and another early and draft Kennedy pick and Kennedy. So it has to be some sort of deal like that. But I think the, the shitter Frio get and the more he sees blokes like Ablett and Dangerfield and Dusty having success in Melbourne, he'll be yeah. like, "Fuck, I want to get over there because I'm, I'm irrelevant over here." And like, I, you know, no this one's is, talking about me anymore as the best player in the AFL. This yeah. is a side note. Do you reckon West Coast got a better deal out of that in the end? Yes. Yeah. 100%. They played it. Well, they, they, they made a grand final. Made a grand final. Because Judd got, won a brown, though. Just yeah, but Carlton was shit. Yeah. They didn't do anything. They got Kennedy, so that's huge. Who was the other player they drafted with three? It was uh, Gaff, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so they, they probably won that, I think. They've made, yeah. they've made a final. They made, they made a grand final, and, and they didn't Carlton win it, didn't. though. No, no, they didn't, but that, that wasn't Kennedy's uh, fault. Judd was huge for Carlton. I'd say it almost broke even, to be honest. Which I mean, is three, against how three, trades are meant to work. So, three yeah. wooden spoons. So, <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, well, it was good for Juddy. He made a lot of uh, three wooden spoons money. and a brown low. A lot of Vizzy money. A lot of Vizzy money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Pratt. <laughs> then we had uh, so we had Suns versus North in the Who Cares Cup. Um, <laughs> Did you guys actually just watch any of this game? <laughs> I had a look at the highlights and uh, vomited after thirty of, seconds. Did you see the amount of fucking water <laughs> on the ground? <laughs> Probably the worst conditions I've ever seen a game. If, just do yourself a favor if you haven't already. Just watch the highlights. There's not a lot of them, but just so you can see the sheer amount of fucking water. The player on the was ground. running along, went to kick, and he just slipped in a <laughs> swimming pool of water. It just slipped. It's like a slip yes. and slide. And then got I, fucking smashed in the head on the way down. <laughs> Are you watching this? <laughs> So Deuce has just started watching the highlights. Fucking hell, the first highlight is the Suns play going for a mock to Paulson. No, in his hands, it just hits him in the head. It was so They're wet. Like, sure, watch. There was... <laughs> all, of the, all, of, all of the goals in this game were scored at one end, too, I'm pretty sure. Like, oh, really? The weather was so bad. So this was up in Cairns. Yep. Yeah. In the March in Cairns. Jeez, it's wet season and a cyclone just come through Darwin. They can't play games. What? This game should have been at the Gabba, or was there cricket restrictions or something? Probably cricket restrictions. Fuck me, they need to. And, and you know what? Brisbane will probably like no fucking way. Go to Cairns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, they they shouldn't play games in Cairns. It should have been in Melbourne. They're going to play all their games in Cairns. They're not playing Gold at Metricon. Yeah, is that their home way from home during yep. the Commonwealth Games? Correct. Jeez, that's fucked. When does the wet season end? Because uh, you can't even play June? In that. June, no, April. I think it ends soon. I must say, because I hadn't watched the highlights, I was looking through the stats and I was going to make a point of saying that the disposal efficiency of North Melbourne in that game was about 22% lower than any other team in the first round. And then I looked at, this, at the fucking weather and went, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there was Fuck. a few huge goals. A couple. Like, but it just... It was basically two teams that are both going to be shit this year playing in the worst <laughs> conditions ever at a tiny stadium. It was like, you know, you usually wait a, you usually wait a few. Although, can I just say, mm. both games on Saturday night were fucking awful. Yeah. The Collingwood-Hawthorne game. Hawthorne looked like they smashed them. Hawthorne were terrible. Mm. It just was that Collingwood are worse. Yeah. Do you think we saw the battle for the wooden spoon? No. Nah. I think it's between the sun. No, 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 no. You think Frio. You watch Frio come from the clouds. Oh. <laughs> Just drop out of the sky. I don't really have and anything else spoon. to say on Suns versus North. That's Just it. Like, it just it looked very wet. Like, yeah. It's literally like watching a team play underwater. <laughs> it is. Uh, Stuart Jew, first game as coach. Good to I mean, get a win. You're playing North Melbourne, so. So it doesn't really count. You know what it is? It's kind of, I'm trying to think of like a, an analogy that's not like in real bad taste. Uh, but I can't think of one, so let's just move on. Hawks versus Pies. Saturday night, Hawks smashed him in the end. Shit game, though. Tommy Mitchell broke the disposal record. He had 54. 54 touches. 
Uh, this comes cute. on the is back. Is that of... actually the disposal record? Because I yeah, thought fifty five with Ablett in the Sun. No, no. So Ablett, Ablett, and Diesel Williams held the record equally. Yeah. Fifty three. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, funnily enough, when Ablett made fifty three, he was playing against Nathan Buckley's uh, pies. Tom Mitchell has now had in the past two encounters with Buckley as a hawk, eighty five possessions. The yep. last time he had like forty something, or maybe ninety five. The last time they played, Buckley was like, "Oh, I didn't tag him because I mean." He's not really that dangerous. It's like, are you fucking serious? His last three games against Collingwood, he's had two of 50, 250 plus and another one of about 35 or 36. Uh, which, and another, and, and, and at Sydney, which is huge. another one of 42. Huge. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they just, the Buckley's like, I don't need to tag him. had 34, uh, 33 touches. Yeah. Here's the thing Buckley came out last, was it last year when he yeah. had 50? And he was like, oh, we don't really think that he hurts us. And there was a bit of an argument about Tom Mitchell because yeah. last year he averaged a good stat is meters gained, like how much meters you gain for your team. Last year he averaged about 300. Yeah, which but is it's a little, little bit piss weak for someone with that many disposals. I used to say that about him, and then I've realized that that's not actually his job. His job is to get the ball and just give it, to, there. give it to yeah. a runner. And he like does a that. certain player on your team, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, a new recruit. Someone who's just like throws their body into the pack, gets a quick hand pass out, knows what to do with the ball. Fucking, I'm excited. <laughs> we're, not, we're not there yet, but I'm excited. Um, <laughs> Tom Mitchell, though, against You're Collingwood. Fucking with Sean's, uh, Sean's agenda, mate. <laughs> Tom Mitchell on the weekend gained nearly 800 meters, <sighs> which is massive. He's maybe taking a next step as a player. But a lot of people have come out, like Paul Ruse in particular, and said about Nathan Buckley's coaching that it's embarrassing. That Collingwood should it be is. embarrassed. The coaching group, the playing, the midfield group. It's it's fucking diabolical that someone can get fifty touches and you can't stop him. He's playing. The other thing about his coaching, he's playing their best chance of a forward and their best defender in opposite positions. Ben Reid yeah. started at full forward. Darcy Moore, with his terrible hair, yeah, started <laughs> at full back. I don't understand this because is the long term vision not that Darcy Moore is a is a forward? I don't know. Is this one of those things that they did with Weedering at Carlton where they were like, oh, let's like to be a better forward, you've got to learn a bit about defenders. Let's throw him down there, which I think is fucking dumb. Do that in the preseason or at training. It's just it's ah, it's staggering because their forward line is gives me Matthew probably nice the worst. Playing fucking Hurley and full forward yeah. vibes. It's but different to Chris Scott playing Harry Taylor forward, which was I'll play you forward so I can get an extra tall defender to pinch hit when I need. Well, yeah, that's they had a reason. Buckley doesn't seem to have a reason. Like, no, I I hey, scratch my head. Guess, guess I what? Can't his chance he got a two year extension. It's it's staggering. He's going to be gone by the end of the year, and Eddie Maguire needs to go with him. That's another call. Tom Bell's out. <laughs> Buckley's gone. Maguire, fuck off. It's it's oh, I can't believe it. They're not going to play finals. Sean, Sean's not. How good's footy? Not that good today. <laughs> Sean, oh, fuck. Worse for Nathan Buckley. Hey, but how good's the Mitchell and uh, O'Meara trade-ins looking? Because people were critical of it last year, but fuck, they had about 80 touches between them. O'Meara will be better the more games he plays. Yep. O'Meara had 27 touches. And, but yeah. see, here's the thing. So where Tom Mitchell will get the ball and dish it out, he's given it to O'Meara, who then can run and kick yep. long, long balls down the line. They're going to be great. And, I mean, they'll they'll play for another 10 years. For I mean, yeah. so I think it's O'Meara had 59 percent disposal efficiency. well let's not uh, delve too deep into that that's pretty <laughs> I mean, bad actually. can i just say though hawthorne played like dogs breakfast mm. and it just helped them that collingwood forgot to turn up <laughs> yeah or that nathan well, buckley's like 34 points yeah nathan buckley's coaching style is that he's playing fantasy football and he has a lot of hawthorne players in his team and tom mitchell <laughs> is his captain so he's like no nah, just just let him get a couple more I, I could tag him no no no, it's fine it's fine he's not he's not that dangerous 45 46 yeah no don't tag him yet 47 <laughs> Collingwood just sort of keep priding themselves on having the best mid, like not the best midfield, but like a really solid midfield. That was group. shit. I got and smashed. And they just shit every week. 
Like I, I don't know. Except where when they played Geelong. Well, yeah, they <laughs> seem to turn it on against you guys. I don't know where to for Collingwood because they're they're not going to make finals down before they go up. I imagine. Do you know what? Then it's even. More I'm going to make. I'm going to make a big call, guys. Yeah. This year's wooden spoon will be between Freo and Collingwood. It won't be though. Collingwood a little bit too good to be wooden spoon. I think. Yeah. And that hurts me to say that. Now nah, watch them. Do you reckon? Yep. All, all it's all it's got to take is someone for like side bottom or Pendlebury or Trelawney get injured, and well, they're, then they're fucked. In that case, Collingwood have GWS next week as well. Oh, <laughs> I hope they get smashed by hundred points. Oh, can I just say GWS that that is going to be? Oh, <laughs> Jeremy Cameron's going to kick eleven. <laughs> Toby Green's going to kick five, and Josh Kelly and Cornelio are going to have 78 disposals each. Oh, mate. The record for the most disposals is going to get broken a week after it was just set. <laughs> um, which is a good segue, because the next game, GWS, Western Bulldogs, and GWS fucking destroyed the dog. Can you imagine that two years ago, the Bulldogs won the premiership? What the fuck is- 23 games ago, they played in a grand final, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, that's horrific. Mm. Are the Giants scary? Or the dogs just shit house. Nah, the Giants were scary. I I I, I know last week to... I'm like, oh, the Giants aren't going to go very well. And then I watched them and I went, ah, uh, you know what? Cameron kicks six goals, three. Fuck, it doesn't matter. They don't have any <laughs> yeah. defenders because the ball's not going anywhere near there. Because <laughs> they get their midfielders back. Delidio's back fit. Canelio's back. Whitfield's going to sort of play that Wilson role, isn't it? Oh, and line. he played really well. Fuck. I think I had them in my eight. I didn't. Oh, well, I'm going to put them back in. Uh, <laughs> Sam called us out on our eights. He did. Uh, Sam Loy. Yeah. Uh, again, from yeah, earlier in the year. Yeah, but he had a dumb so eight by the well. look of it. Well, who do you have? He had GWS at top of the ladder, I'm pretty sure. Well, no, see, I don't think... I wouldn't go that no, far. No, me neither. But I think they're going to contend for top four. Well, who's top of the ladder then? Adelaide? Geelong. Really? Not even I believe that. I'm a Geelong supporter. Probably not based on what I saw on the weekend. I think they've got a <laughs> nah, few Nah, fuck you, mate. We nah, fuck you. You've got a few areas of problem. <laughs> we'll get to that, boys. Stop fucking with the agenda. <laughs> uh, Libba. ACL. ACL. Confirmed an um, hour before recording. It is the- Friend of the show, Tom Libertore. Yeah. yeah. It's the opposite one to the yeah, last time that he did right a couple now, which years is back. W- awful. Well, yeah. Sean and I were discussing this just before we were recording. Could actually be worse news than if he fucked the same knee. So Dan Menzel had four, three ACLs. I think any like four knee operations in the in the period in the period of time where he had to do his knee. I think it was left, right, left. Like he did a different one each time. Yeah, and he didn't play for four years. Like he's only just started coming back. Well, that's the thing. Libba missed 2015. Was it the he whole won the season? Best and fairest in 2014. Yep, missed the whole season 2015, and this kind of hasn't got back to the player he was uh, yet. He played. Well in the glimpses. back half of, uh, of uh, 16. Yeah. So he hasn't got there. The other big thing, too, is he's out of contract. And the, the rumors going around were that him and Dalhouse are being shopped around. That two, two, two uh, list managers from two other clubs came out and said that, oh, no, it was very easy for us to approach the Bulldogs. Beveridge has come out and said, oh, that's not true. But he's come out and lied about a whole bunch of shit. Like the has time he actually that- said that? Yeah. He came out today or yesterday and said, we have a history of if a player's gone down with a serious injury, we look after them. No, no, they will. But what I'm saying is it's like, what if another club comes sniffing? Well, I, I honestly, I thought, this is my take on Beveridge. I reckon he wanted Libba to have a pretty decent year so that they could trade him because I don't think they want him at the club. No. And I think Dalhouse is the same. I'm not sure what's happened there. But he, I mean, I read about that one the other day that he was shopped around. And I think you'll see that. Beveridge again. denied that. And if they have a pretty he, he came out season. pretty hard and said, oh, no, we didn't shop him around. Mm. But- why would there was there was two I can't remember which clubs but two list managers came out and said oh no we we had a run at him and we we probably could have got him and it wasn't like anyone went chasing after this story this was just in a story yeah. about list management they yeah. said oh, we could have had either Dalhouse or Liberatore I mean Dalhouse had fit in at Geelong 
He's yeah. a Geelong boy. He'd fit in with a lot of teams. The Hawthorne would probably take him. Give his fucking liver. Just Bombers probably him. don't need him. Nah, I mean, no, nah, you guys are set. I mean, you got Josh Green, so yeah, and Orazio Fantasia. So. Who again? Didn't even play this week. <laughs> Did you, so during the call, about halfway towards the end of the game, BT just goes, and you know who's not there? Arazio. So he wasn't even playing, and he had to mention his name. Uh, the doggies just don't have a functional forward line, and the or they back line for a while. or midfield. Well, Wood played forward, which I I don't I actually don't understand it because you've got Boyd and Shacky playing reserves, and Boyd's so, coming off an injury though. So, well, but he played reserves. Yeah, no, but it was to see how... Like, it was a bit like Scott Selwood played VFL this weekend. Okay, he so then Boyd was ready, and yeah. clearly then Shaqie's not ready. And so they've decided to take their captain, who's an all-Australian backman, and put him forward, where he was kind of lost at sea. Particularly weird, because your backline's already depleted, and you're playing against the biggest forward line in the AFL. I just, I think it's a they, fucked decision. They, I don't swung know what him back. they swung him back eventually, and he just... He just couldn't do. He made some weird errors. I too. actually don't like when you have the swingman type player because sometimes it just fucks with their game. Because well, it's a West mindset. Westhoff is one that works, but I think some players can do it better. Some players can't adjust to the mind shift because there's a difference just yeah. to playing like in a forward and, and, and in the backline. It's just like he's your general, and I think when your backline's already missing, particularly Marcus Adams is down for a while with injury, you got to have him back there to be the general. He's got to be the Luke Hodge or the Bob Murphy type down there, or the Eastern Wood. Like he's already that player. Yeah, and they're throwing. Him he out won of a premiership playing as the captain down back. Yeah, that club's got huge problems. I think they're not even getting close to the eight. I think the I want. I'm going to take him out of my eight and put. Did you put him in your eight? Yeah, they're in my eight. You're out of your fucking mind. I put him sixth. <laughs> oh my god! I'm taking him out and I'm putting GWS in. Yeah, no, oh, good. Sense of, big call. Yeah. Huge call. I know. Yeah. Just based on round Fuck. one form. <laughs> Handsome Tom Reed, the prophet, come through with another huge one. Speaking of prophets, let's turn to Sons of God. That was such a good segue! <laughs> Geelong versus Melbourne. Tom, you were there. Um, so I just want to lead off by saying, uh, don't fucking do that to me round one. I need, to, <laughs> I need to be eased into the season. Don't give me a heart stopper with goals on the siren to decide results round one. That's round five. I want a bit of football foreplay. Don't just jump straight in. That's just too much. I wasn't ready. As I've discussed, I'm, t- I'm physically sore, but I'm f- it was f- how good's footy. It's, oh, there, there were so many things about that game that were great. One, fucking Ablett's back. We, we won where we were, had our backs against the wall and we were looking for Dangerfield to kind of lift us out, but we kind of did it ourselves. Yep. It's just I'm just I'm just excited, Sean. We, the best thing was we had three debutants all kick a goal. Asava Radagalia looks like he's going to be a good like he's exciting. I love Wanley Buzzer, but I think Asava's jumped in front of him in terms of the next sort of kind of because he can run up the ground, he can play in the ruck. He just looked so dangerous every time the ball sort of went near him. He got tired as the game went on. Yeah, he's 19. It's his first so, AFL yeah. game, and I think, but I think if he keeps playing the way he's playing, where do you Reece, go in the draft? Uh, rookie. Fuck your recruiting team is just. Ugh. Yep. I wish I had him. Yeah. Nah. Look, he pretty happy. Um. Yep. So he's he's sensational. Tim Kelly, mature age recruit from WA, had twenty seven touches, kicked a goal. Yeah. Uh, Lee Matthews also knew, did that on debut. We knew he was ready made. He was ready made. Uh, Fogarty, Fogarty, not Fogarty, he's Fogarty. Yep. Played well, but I mean, it was just. It just players. It was it was good to see players step up who probably hadn't stepped up in the past. So Cam Guthrie had been a bit 
off for the last couple of years. He played, a, I thought, a really good game. His great brother goal. Zach played a great game, kicked a great goal. Dan Menzel is, has worked out. Our forward line's kind of worked out a, a, an interesting structure, which I noticed throughout the game, where Menzel will stay often as the deepest forward. And Tom Hawkins is actually playing a lot of time up on the wing. Like He was drawing himself yep. out of the ground. Everywhere he goes, two defenders go with Tom Hawkins. Yep. So it means that they're out up there, which means Menzel's one out with Jake Lever and was just taking hangers on him all day. How much motivation do you think Menzel had to sort of prove a point? Oh, yeah. He 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 got shopped around last year, wanted a two-year deal. Geelong will like, give you a one-year deal. He's like, Nobody right, wanted him either. I'll go somewhere else. No one was interested. He stayed at Geelong. He he's I, I like him a lot. He's a great should have kicked five goals. Should have kicked five. At least five one. Yeah. <laughs> he had two shots. Oh mm. fuck. Two shots to do it. Still a great game from him. I did notice zero tackles. But he's not there for tackles. But it does get brought up. Like so if Geelong aren't going well and he has a bit of an off game, he's it, a bit of a but scapegoat. Isn't that, but isn't that dumb? forward pressure? They're like, Oh, no, there's but- no forward pressure from Menzel. But when we're going well and he kicks five goals, people are like, Oh, he's so good. He's not there for forward pressure. You've got we don't need full pressure from him when you're getting Hawkins tackles quite a bit. Yeah. Radagalia will tackle quite a bit. You've got Cockatoo to come back. Pass I'd just like to kick- point out that the two players you just mentioned then, Hawkins laid one tackle and oh. <laughs> well, and the other bloke, none. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Hawkins, Hawkins <laughs> no, is so less let me, let me about try tackles again. and more about jump punches. To well, no, no, but he does get I mean, hands on jumper. What I mean is that Radagalia may not be laying tackles, but he's crashing through packs. Cockatoo's yes. there to lay tackles. Parfit's there to lay tackles. But in a perfect world, Tom, I think he won all firing on all cylinders. Gary Ablett's the there line. to lay tackles. I just want to see Menzel make tackles. I think that's Tim just Kelly's one there area. to make t- I don't think he needs to. Steve Johnson. I think he does. I think it's Steve, one area of his game. Steve Johnson was never a tackler. Should he apply pressure? Yeah, so does Menzel. I don't think he does. Ball well. hits the deck and Menzel's this far away from it. He needs like. So then why is he ever getting a tackle? He doesn't. What, what I'm saying is. He applies pressure in a different way. He's okay. not laying a tackle, but His if you're a defender, the pressure. you're nearby, you fumble, the ball lands near him. He needs half a step to have a chance to kick a goal. All right. I just want to see Geelong institute some sort of uh, some sort of betting thing where it's like most tackles or whoever has the least amount of tackles buys everyone a beer. Uh, not a beer, but something. What was that thing they had back in the day? Didn't they have one with Stevie Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever, if you if you lay more tackles than me, you have to do all my stuff at training. I don't have to do anything. That's right. They something need something like that because like I just want to see Menzel get motivated, and I'll just love it. I would love. I want to. I want him to tackle more than I want him to kick a goal. Sometimes. All right. I want to see him crunch somebody. I don't. I'd rather if again. I'd rather he's kicking goals. Okay. If he's doing both, great. But if I had to choose between one or the other, I want him kicking goals. We've got a lot of Lincoln McCarthy's got to come back. Gregson. There's a lot of pressure forwards we've got on our. How long's Harry Taylor out for? It's a it's a it's a foot injury, so it's not an ankle. It's like a it's the sole of your foot, and I mean this is the same. In, it's similar injury to what Jack Viney's got, and he's out for two months. Oh, mate! If what's going on with Henderson? He's two. He was four weeks away preseason. He's probably two weeks away. We just have to get through the again. It's round. It's early doors. If we can just get through a couple of these rounds with like one or two wins here and there, yep. get that defensive team back. Although to be fair. We did a fucking good job without him. It's true. Hogan can kick a goal after the first quarter. You've just got to bank those early wins, don't you? And then you'll yeah. get a lot of wins at home as well at the fortress. If if we can get yeah, if we can get everyone fit at the right time of year. Yeah. Hawthorne used to do it every year. They'd have injuries at the start and then all of a sudden they'd all come good and win a premiership. Brisbane did that. Clark Keating never played <sighs> during the fucking season and he came in and I, dominated. I'm stressed though. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm less stressed because uh, next week I get the Holy Trinity. So, <laughs> hey, bring it on. Hopefully. Um, Swans versus Eagles. And surprise to nobody, Swanies won. Although the Eagles put up 
more yeah, fight than expected. I went to bed because it was on. It was on late. Mm. Wasn't on that late, Tom. Mate, it was on late. I finished- I was very tired. <laughs> I'd was- just been to the footy and I'd played four quarters from my seat. <laughs> I needed bed. Didn't it start at like five thirty in the afternoon? No, seven thirty was- Perth time. Oh, no, okay. Seven thirty Melbourne time. That's what I mean. Seven thirty yeah. Melbourne time. <laughs> yep. You were tired. Um, yeah, because like, I, finished- I was in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> I I uh I went to so I have a friend. <clears throat> That was a really long. Co- <laughs> you sentence. have a friend. I have. I have friends, guys. <laughs> I have friends. They're real, and one of them happens to brag for the West Coast Eagles. Oh, so it's not us then. No. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I met one of my friends after work. I only caught the last quarter, and he's a West Coast supporter, and they were right in it up until the end. Mm. And then yeah, Sydney just kicked away. From then them. Luke Park kicked goal of the year, and that was it. I don't think it's going to be goal of the year, but it was pretty good. If oh, you watch the highlights, going to be fucking close. <laughs> he does a karate, like a bicycle kick over his head. Also, the things that lead up to it as well, mm. like because it's not just like it's not it's not from like a ball up and he just does something fucked. No, like, he's like breaks out of a tackle, kind of stumbles <laughs> yeah. over, drops the ball, and then it comes back down him, and he's like up oh, over my head, and he's- he watches it the whole way, which makes the replay so <laughs> upside funny. down. Yeah. He's like heads tilted back. He doesn't turn around. He keeps his head tilted back. Celebrates. Stands up. Celebrates again. <laughs> Uh, Early call is Buddy favorite for the Coleman medal. Absolutely, he kicked fucking eight goals too. Yeah, and against a, a, a West Coast defense that isn't terrible. Yeah, they're not a. They're, and he was just like, fuck. He might be like a sniff for the Brownlow if he plays like he did. Yeah. People always say that, but then he doesn't poll lots of votes because Kennedy and Parker take him off him. Yeah, but Kennedy wouldn't have this week. I mean, Parker had a great game. Parker's yeah. three votes. Oh, maybe. Nah, Franklin gets the three for eight goals. One yeah, Franklin's. But- Usually Parker pretty- kicked that <clears throat> goal and he had 35 touches. Yeah, that's a three for him. I okay, think, so. Although, eight goals. Eight goals? Buddy's <laughs> usually good for about 20 votes a season, which is just not enough. It's enough no. for like top 10, top no, five. No, sorry. Finish, Parker maybe. got 32, which probably definitely gives it to Buddy. 35. Because, like, 30 to anywhere <laughs> between 30 and 35 is like really strong, but you're not a shoe in for three votes. Yeah. 35 plus, yes. On that, is uh, Gary Ablett a shoe in for three with his 39? He's probably yep. not. Do you no, think he is. He is? Yeah. I, I've heard it described as a rusty 39. Yeah, but it's Gary Ablett and they give him votes. That's so, and he kicked a goal. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. Rip a goal. Uh, my you dad, out of seat? Mate, Selwood also- Did I get out of my seat? Oh. I got out of my seat, right? So, you know when you, you, you get up out of your seat when someone kicks a goal? I got out of my seat as he was running into the 50 because yes. I was like- Because there was a couple of options on, but you knew he's like, no, I've got it. He had to kick a goal early, I think, for the nerves. Yeah. Just to get it out of the way. And- he looked fucking mint running into that forward. Here's just, a question whoop. for you. Are Straight you one of those supporters who will stand up on every goal? No, no, no. Because for me, you've got to earn it. There's got to be oh, a yeah. build up in the game. And then you, there's a moment where it's like you just so you have to stand. I stood when Menzel kicked that goal in the third quarter when we couldn't kick goals. And I yeah. stood in the fourth quarter when he kicked that other goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stood for Tim Kelly's goal. I think I stood for Radigalia's first goal because it's like his first goal. Yep. And I stood for Abla- And I stood for Cam Guthrie. I stood for a lot, actually, eh? I stood for every single goal in the last quarter. <laughs> well, no, but that, but that, that, that does, that's deserved. And that's the last the, quarter where there's been the build-up and it's earned. Probably the first three. Yeah, of first, the first quarter. First fair couple. enough too. Second and third quarter is when you can probably take a seat. Well, Which second is quarter, lucky for me, there was not on many the circumstances yeah, of the game. Wasn't like, many goals for me to cheer. Kicked Guthrie's goal. Like yeah. cheered. Like stood for Guthrie's goal because it was great because he he started the play in the middle and then finished it off in the forward line. Yeah. But, Selwood's you know. going to get three votes. Nah, I think Ablett will get three votes. Selwood will get two. Petrarca or Gorn will get one. <laughs> Gorn. <laughs> Could have been the hero. Bad miss. 
Well, and then someone got into him. Cam Guthrie. Yeah. He didn't like it. <laughs> he did not like it. Cam Guthrie probably went, hey, mate, you should kick us with the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's what he'd said. Like, it would annoy me if it was something like, oh, you suck. I wish it was something like, oh, mate, just next time, go for those two. <laughs> You'll be right, Cobber. And he just ran off. <laughs> It's sledging is very funny when it's just like something like either super harsh yeah. or not harsh at all. Oh, there's a great one. Uh, James Kelly once apparently missed a goal and some defender was like, "Oh, you're not much of a goal kicker." And he turned around and goes, "Now, nah, but I'm hell of a, I'm one hell of a botchy player," and just ran away. <laughs> so it didn't even make any sense. Like, <laughs> we were having a chat the other night about sledging. Did I tell you guys the Damien Perivore one? No. Okay, so Jonathan Brown came up to him and he said, he looked at Perval and said, I'm going to fucking eat you. And then Perval <laughs> looked at Brown and said, with the same bowl you used to cut your hair. Oh, oh that is so good. Um, so the end of the round brought with it the tips. And of, of this panel, Joel Dusha got a perfect nine. Sure did. I got eight. I probably could have had nine too. But Tom got uh, eight as well. We both tipped Brisbane to beat St Kilda and we Sean, both I stand by it. I'm making a big call right here, right now. You're going to say that you're never going to tip Brisbane again. Correct. Fuck off, mate. That would be a dumb decision and you know it. No, I'm not going to tip him again. Tip with your head, not your heart. So, uh, Except unless when you're me and you've got to tip with your heart. Because <laughs> uh, you've got Melbourne next week. Okay. Well, I'm tipping, I'm tipping Melbourne. <laughs> me too. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's at the Gabba. Round three, tipping whoever Brisbane are playing against. Round four. Port Adelaide in Adelaide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pick, pick and port, yep. Richmond in at the MCG. Yeah, round Richmond, four. tipping Richmond there, yep. Yeah, uh, hang on. Who we got? Uh, ooh, Brisbane v. Gold Coast at the Gabba. Tipping Gold Coast. Well, this is... <laughs> you're gonna Never have, again, Sean. You're going to have fucking egg on your face, son, because they're going to... Not mate, for a while. Not for a while. Add, like... <laughs> All right, early Sean's call. Gonna be, Sean's early gonna call. Be well, out of the tips by then, so yeah, it'll matter. be fine. <laughs> Dropping a tip every week. I'm gonna go with an early crow here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, oh, crow. they're gonna beat Richmond at the MCG. <laughs> no, this is next round, mate. Not round four. Oh, Melbourne. You Brisbane's mean- gonna beat Melbourne at the Gabba. Yep, by three goals. You've heard it here first. <clears throat> Melbourne's going to beat it's Brisbane gonna be- at the Gabba by 35 points. <laughs> is that your big call? No, that's just, that's thought, just a fact. I that's, you, just, I, that's just statistics. I thought you were going to say 35 goals. <laughs> <laughs> it could be um, close. Do you have a big call for next round? Let me run you through the games. All right. So we've got Crows versus Tigers in the grand final rematch. It's in Adelaide. I reckon Adelaide will be hurting from this week and they'll probably run over. I think the they'll win. I, don't, I big wasn't call. super impressed by the Tigers last week. Tyler Walker. We'll beat up everyone. Just he'll go out and just be angry and punch. Now nah, Eddie Betts will kick five. He'll make. Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll he'll be pissed about not doing anything, and he'll kick yeah. five. North versus Saints. Uh big call. No one will go to that game. <laughs> <laughs> Record attendance zero. zero. Do you want to guess the crowd for that game? Uh and Eddie had. Eddie had Friday 20. night. Oh wait! Oh, it's Friday night. Fr- oh, it's the no. It's, it a good, it's a good Friday match. Oh, oh it'll be a massive attendance. Because yeah, because it's the good Friday. The game's tied to the Good Friday appeal. Oh, that's cheating. Oh, so they're gonna have they're gonna have, they're gonna get like forty. It's gonna be a record for most people at the game not watching the game. Yeah, correct. <laughs> no, it's it's gonna be a record for most people at the game not giving a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are you here to bag? Uh, the Good Friday appeal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who do you bag for? Yeah, none of these teams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who's playing? Who's the real winner? <laughs> not football either. Carlton versus Suns. Uh, Carlton. It's in Melbourne. Carlton should Carlton win, win. That or else their performance last week means nothing. Kerno will back it up again, kick another kick another bag, I reckon. Yep, good call. Collingwood, uh, GWS. Uh, big call. Buckley will be sacked at the end of this, <laughs> <laughs> <into> next week. <laughs> GWS will come out and do a, um, a Dean Bailey killer like Geelong against Melbourne that game. Oh. Probably win by 185 points. Buckley will come out and uh, he'll have the full support of the board and the players. And then by Tuesday, <laughs> he won't have a job. Does it make me a bad person if I, from here on out, I want 
Collingwood to lose by 100 points every week just to see how many <laughs> weeks it takes for Buckley to go. No, he won't go anywhere while Eddie's still there. Oh, for fuck's sake, they've both got to go. They're a Eddie, Eddie will double down oh, and fuck. extend his contract. I liked Eddie better when he went down that water slide and was underwater for a bit. <laughs> hey, don't say that. That's rude. Lions, oh, yeah. <laughs> Lions versus Demons at the Gabba. I'm going to go Brisbane. It is going to be fucking hard, though, without Rich and Robinson. That just fucks it a bit. But I, I still um, believe. Melbourne will, believe. Be, Melbourne will be seething and they'll win by five. Yeah. I, I actually, part of me wishes that they'd beaten you because then yeah. they would have come up Cocky. full of themselves. But now they'll be like, fuck, we've got to get we've got to get a win. Yeah. So, yeah. fuck you, Tom. Okay. Uh, who have we got? Frio versus Essendon. It's over there, but I think Essendon should do it. I'm. It's not, dangerous, though. Yeah, I'm confident, but not super confident. I, I think that at some point Freya will scare us. I, whether they come out, I reckon it'll probably that, be similar to the Adelaide game where I think in the second or third quarter, Freya will kick a few un, 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 yeah, unanswered goals and Essendon will be like, ooh, shit. No, they'll scare you. At one point, they'll just try and pass about boo, and then that's it. They'll fall back. <laughs> okay, little girl scream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, doggies versus Eagles. It's in Melbourne, but I actually think the Eagles. Eagles yeah. They, uh, like, from Nick Nat will monster their lack of a ruck. Oh, um, that's something that we uh, probably didn't touch on the end of the Nick Nat looked very good for a man who has not played footy for a year. And he's yeah. only going to get better as the season goes on. Will Kiss. he go to Melbourne though? Yeah, they'll, they'll, he'll travel. They'll keep. He's too good to not play. I, I just don't really rate the dogs at all and I think the Eagles will probably do it by like five goals. Probably. Yeah, Eastern Wood will kick a goal. I'm kidding, he won't. This is, you know, potential for match of the round although the final game probably is but this is Swans versus Port Adelaide. Where is it? It's in Sydney. Sydney should win it, I think. Sydney should win it. Although they both don't really have a functional rucks at the moment. So. No. Let's well, no. make it scrappy. Yeah. So I'm going to make, is my big call. Yeah. Port to win Oof. in the dying stages. They, they did it last time. They surprised everyone and beat. Who Sydney kicks the home. winning goal? Uh, Jack Watts. All right, good. Four. Charlie Dixon has a crack, hits the post. Yeah. Has another crack. Hits the other, other post. post. <laughs> the ball comes back out and it just goes straight down Watts' throat and he just goes back, siren goes, calmly slots it through. Jack Watts. Redemption, notori- thy name is Watts. <laughs> <laughs> Notorious for cracking under pressure, Jack Watts, to kick the final goal. Redemption, mate. I love a good redemption Big story. Big call. Cats versus Hawks on Easter Monday. Huge game. Uh, this is massive. It is massive. I think Cats. We win because Danger back next week. Dangerfield's back yeah. next week. Oh, so we, we've potentially next week, we've potentially got Dangerfield back, Cockatoo back, yeah. and Scott Selwood is a smoky. I can't wait. It's going to be my first game of the year. I cannot fucking wait. Going? I'm on the Geelong. I, I go for Geelong. I've got a few friends who go for Geelong, so I always go to this game every year and I go for Geelong. Uh, and I hate Hawthorne, so... Who likes Hawthorne? I look forward to... I haven't watched Gary Ablett play for years, like live. Yeah. So right. Can I say, he kept running around and I'd go, who's that ball bl- Oh, that's, that's <laughs> Ablett. He's back. He's back. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Mate, I'm so chirpy. You wait till we lose. <laughs> We've got an episode after we lose and it's like, how good's footy? Yeah, I'm not talking. That's right, mate. Just, you can have toast with me. I've got a whole cupboard full the, of The whole bread. episode would just be me crunching toast in the corner. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, look, I'm... I'm not looking forward to the round where all of our teams inevitably lose. It'll just be how good's footy? Bad. <laughs> and uh, on that note, I've been. <laughs> uh, I mean, on that note, I've been Carney. I've been Tom. And I've been Dusha. Dusha, where can they find us? All right. So there's a bunch of places you can find us at How Goods Footy on Twitter. Yep. If you've got a longer thing you want to send us, email us at, well, yeah, at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. You can find us individually. I'm at douche13. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. And that's on Twitter. Uh, also, if you want to go even broader, at Sanspence Radio, which is our network. And now, yeah, how good's footy, boys? Very. 
It'll be better next week. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money.